we are heading to the end of the third season. This is Nova Hollerback. On this episode of Beyond This Earth, we will have an update of the world event crisis as North Korea suffers its possible first outbreak in North Korea. Economic mess continues all throughout the world. TikTok is being sued by a parent on the blackout challenge. Update on Project Veritas in a recent Senate hearing connected to the FBI investigation against them. Rand Paul's preventing the $40 billion aid for Ukraine. The media is heading towards doomsday. The tragedy of the dissident right and his voices messing up and mucking up the situation. Plus, news you miss, a preview of the upcoming special, The 22nd Century. And in two weeks, it will be the season finale. All this and more on today's episode of Beyond This Earth. This is Beyond This Earth. Welcome to Beyond This Earth. Novid Hollerback here. Season 3, episode 25. We got a lot of things to get to. And I will have an announcement towards the end of this particular episode about what is going to happen within the next three weeks as we hope to get both next week's show, which will be the special, the 22nd century, and the season finale of Beyond This Earth, plus the way we're going to handle season four Beyond This Earth as well coming soon. That will be on the third segment. The final segment, actually. Let's have an update concerning the world event crisis. Let's start with China. China is trying to release the lockdown on Shanghai. And the frustrations are mounting in the Shanghai with the Shanghai population over there. However, it also seems that China's international front, international dealings and other particular things and those that are foreigners there are leaving the country in droves, thinking that they were going to have a rebound in that particular aspect. It is not looking too bright, especially concerning Shanghai. Multiple companies are starting to leave Shanghai and take their goodies with them. This lockdown was a disaster. The zero COVID plans of President Xi of the People's Republic of China is blowing back in his face. So much so that executives from the major Shanghai industries and the Chinese Communist Party all discussing to try to see if they can lift these lockdowns. Beijing is also in a long-term or seems to be long-term sorry about that folks lockdown in that particular sense North Korea according to certain reports from their state agencies saying that they have also gone into lockdown 
and are preventing, just like in China, foreign travelers or visitors from entering the country. They're also doing a zero COVID policy as well. They are also recognizing even in that particular sense with this COVID day, how dangerous this particular thing is. We might know in a couple of days how bad it really is going to get because we're going to see it when certain things happen in South Korea. So we're going to watch South Korea in the next two weeks. We're going to be off next week, like I mentioned earlier in the show, earlier in this segment. And it is going to be how bad this really is. So we're going to watch that very closely. Also, in this particular situation concerning the world event crisis, the Democrats stay silent as leaders with as the National Institutes of Health are keeping quiet about the 350 million in secret payments to the agency leaders like Fauci and hundreds of scientists. They have received no responses from multiple requests to Patty Murray of Washington State and Frank Pallone, New Jersey Senator. For comment by a report by a nonprofit government watchdog estimating that Fauci, former NIH director Francis Collins, and hundreds of NIH scientists got as much as $350 million in undisclosed royalty payments from pharmaceutical and other private firms between 2010 and 2020. The revelations from Open the Books, which were first reported May 9th by the Epoch Times, based on hundreds of pages of documents that the group obtained from the NIH and the Freedom of Information Act FOIA lawsuit in federal court. The suit was filed by Judicial Watch on behalf of Open the Books. Open the Books is a Chicago-based nonprofit government watchdog that used the federal and state freedom of information laws to obtain and impose on the internet millions, trillions of dollars of spending at all levels of government. A spokesman for NIH also did not respond to multiple requests or comment. Because NIH hands out $32 billion in research grants to medical institutions and researchers annually undisclosed royalty payments, which are usually for work on a new drug, may indicate the presence of massive and widespread conflicts of interest at the appearance of such conflicts, both which violate federal ethics laws and regulations. The Republicans smell blood in the water, and the blood in the water says somebody did pay for a play, and pay is good. Crime pays in this country, and boy, it pays big. We'll have more on the world event crisis later on in the show with the final segment, plus in the upcoming episode on Beyond This Earth within the next two to three weeks. The economic match continues, and when I'm speaking about economic match, don't think it's it's over. It's not over. We're just going to see more pain ahead. And Powell said more pain ahead. Speaking on Marketplace Radio this evening, Powell said the central bank has both the tools to resolve 
rapid inflation. Although he acknowledged that the path to lower price increases could be a painful one. So you can see that inflation is way too high here in the United States. And by the way, some of the world, really the whole global economies around the world, have been hit by serious inflationary shocks. And pretty much, I just came back from a set of meetings with central bankers from around the world. And we're all facing the same kinds of issues that the public are facing the same kinds of issues. Worse here though is worse here to be quite clear, correct? Same places were, some places better and facing different challenges. I will also say that the process of getting inflation down to 2% will include some pain. But ultimately, the most painful thing if we will fail to deal with it is inflation to get interested in economy and high lows, and we know what that's like. Oh, it's a disaster. Oh no, it's a disaster. Something snapped yesterday. Beware the very lopsided unbalanced market. Futures surge overnight and holding gains the cash market early in the morning of uh I think it was Thursday morning to Friday Thursday night to Friday morning of this recording. As spot camera warns, outside the very large 400 strike, the call positions remain light. Highlighting the risk of shorting, spot camera warns that it seems like something snapped yesterday. They highlighted a 10 a.m. short stock in mean names, which very much like a forced buyer. Take GameStop, which example jumped from 77 to 108 in about 20 minutes of trading. Move of this move quickly reverted um, GMA closing down at $90. Interestingly, the flow showed up in our HRO indicator with a jump in coordinated positive Delta trades call short puts. Uh, across many low quality names such as AMC, TMC, BBV, Clove, or Chalk. Uh, several traders also noticed a change in skew in both the SPX, but other large stock names right after the market felt very capitulated during midday. It leads to wonder if the natural selling pressure is exhausted as more positions unwound. Oh boy! Oh boy! It don't look good, bro. It don't look good. It really don't look good. And I mean, I, I, when I say it don't look good, <laughs> it, it, it don't look good. It just don't look good. And a very important story that will be affecting the future of TikTok is now starting up in Pennsylvania. The article states that 10-year-old Nala Anderson died in December while attempting a social media challenge. Her family is suing TikTok, complained that, con claiming that she saw the challenge on the app. Tuckout says that the Daily Channel's long predates our platform and has never been a TikTok trend. Mrs. Anderson, uh, 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 the mother says she never wants to see this happen to another family. I cannot stop replaying this day in my head, Tawana Anderson said. The unbreakable bond of our family is now ruined and shattered. The girl's family said that the dangerous dead were thrust in front by the girl by TikTok for her you page. The Tawana Anderson and her attorneys announced a wrongful death lawsuit against TikTok Thursday. At least four other children have also died using that blackout challenge. So... This is going to be a very, 
very interesting case. And why I say it's affecting the future of YouTube because as they have stated in many particular places, the particular number one site for these young females is not Instagram, but TikTok. And there have been complaints of exploitation of the innocent on TikTok. We have this blackout challenge and all these other things that TikTok and Instagram later on as they grow older get into. What we are beginning to understand is that these applications, especially for these young females, as it moves to the next level, it, you're going to start to see massive connections connected to the algorithms of TikTok, Instagram, and in particular, TikTok, Instagram, and others. And uh, TikTok, Instagram, and uh, on Tinder. That you begin to see there are certain algorithms. And in these particular algorithms, as we are focusing on these particular ways of how they're doing all these things, those algorithms are showcasing a very dark reality about how human psychology can get hacked and twisted into ways that we cannot reconcile. You're beginning to see that happen. Speaking of issues concerning with algorithms, Elon Musk is a little bit worried about the fake accounts on Twitter. And why is he worried about the fake accounts? Because if he is correct about these fake accounts, many, if not more than let's say more than half of his users are bots, then he has exposed the dirty little secret of Twitter. And there's going to be a reckoning with a lot of people. And that reckoning has to happen sooner rather than later. Very soon. We're going to take a couple of minutes in this first segment before we continue talk about Veritas, that's Project Veritas, and its recent successes. One of those successes being that they won the case against Democratic um, fortification, I don't know what it's called. You please, please forgive me. Democratic, Demo Democracy Partners. And in this particular case, the, 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 a woman has to pay Roger Veritas legal costs from a defamation lawsuit stemming from a 2016 investigation that the group Democracy Partners organized in their behalf. So last the, a couple of weeks ago, U.S. District Judge Martin Rigner overruled a decision by the court clerk 
to deny Project Veritas' motion for Turner to pay legal costs, questioning the basis of her claim that she was indigent and therefore could not afford the expenses. The judge also expressed bewilderment of why the basis lawsuit was brought by several pro bono attorneys from around the country, one of which was quick to protest without being asked. We are not being paid by the Clinton campaign, nor by the Democratic Party or anything like that. Mr. Sasser only raised more questions by his unsolicited statement, especially claiming that the lawsuit was being funded by the Clinton campaign or the Democratic Party, said Judge Reniger. This was a wild defamation lawsuit that the media did not want to discuss. And it just showcases the corruption, which we are going to talk about in the next segment, the media's doomsday, which I know that we did a four, ep a four hour episode and I know it's being screwed up and all the rest of it. I will try to fix it. I'm working on it. Calm, cool your jets. Cool your jets. I'll fix it. I always fix it. However, this is not the only thing that Project Veritas has been successful as of recently. Now, this was done on May 2nd. A source inside the federal government reveals the suspected known terrorist Walt Wrigley during the pullout of Afghanistan. This is a something that's also important that has to be discussed. Now, FBI whistleblower showed leaked documents. This was done on the 11th, which was about two days ago. The document reveals that the FBI labeled Project Veritas as news medium and characterized the probe as a sensitive investigative matter due to Veritas being journalists. This is a direct contradiction to the U.S. government's in-court position that Project Veritas were not journalists. The whistleblower, who has several years of experience with the FBI as an FBI special agent and is still on payroll with the borough, came to Project Veritas with the document after seeing what he calls a number of troubling things that are happening in the Federal Bureau investigations. The document also shows that the federal investigation was launched at Project Veritas the same day that Ashley Biden's attorney. We'll get to this, it's very important. Later, I will mention something important about that. Robert Camp Roberta Kaplan said, this is insane. We should send this to the SDNY in response to a request for comment on the contents of Mrs. Biden's, the daughter of Joe Biden. I mean, I think it's, yeah, it's the daughter of Joe Biden's abandoned diary. Additionally, the FBI had characterized the investigation under a diary file, Frick Band 1, which is usually reserved for Frick issues that are likely to cause the grandest damage to natural interests or public safety within the coming year. The whistleblower also revealed that the document showed surveillance of Project Veritas included a use of cash tools, an analysis which includes cellular geolocation tracking of phone devices. He says later on in the video, which you can play on projectveritas.com and other particular places, tyranny happens incrementally and it happens when a bunch of people agree to small injustices over and over simply just to keep a paycheck and a pension. 
That was beautiful. That statement is true. Uh, decide keep their pay check, paycheck and pension. Paycheck and the pension. To maintain your paycheck and your pension, it gives you the, that gets you to, and I don't want to say that word because everybody used that wrong word in in such horrible terms. But the word that the FBI informant, no, the FBI whistleblower said to George O'Keefe is absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. This gets into a recent statement. Well, maybe recent in the sense that a recent Senate hearing where George, Mr. O'Keefe and one other were speaking to a Senator and a Senator wanted the information about the FBI this issue with Biden, with daughter, with the daughter of Biden, um, diary. They weren't sure it was hers, all the rest of it. And they want to know what is going on in the government right now that is causing all of this chicanery to go on. You can listen to the tape. It is quite damaging. And my goodness, it, it, it's just this case with Veritas and everything around it. It is really something to think about how we have reached this particular point and how nobody in the media is even talking about this in real sense. Not even those that want to talk about it. Let's even get it to the next major issue. There was a recent movie that premiered on one of the alternative video sites, mostly Rumble in particular, but bitch, you might have had it as well. It talked about 2,000 mules concerning the election. None of most, none of the particular sites that go right wing and none of the conservative networks wanted to pick it up. You would think the newsmans would do this if Fox News couldn't. They didn't pick it up. RNN didn't pick it up. Fox News didn't pick it up. It is Quite damn it, this the accusations that the filmmakers are making in that particular movie is beyond damaging. It is absolutely scary. Absolutely scary. But these are the things that should be aired right now especially with how to have an understanding of where our government is fucking up. It should be, these are the types of things that the people should be watching to understand how bad things have gotten. And then we can make the corrective, uh, corrective decisions 
and make sure that this thing is fixed and corrected. But we ain't even in, we can't even reach that particular point. I'll talk about that more as we get to the second segment in the media's doomsday. One last thing before we get to that particular segment, the second segment, however, Rand Paul is keeping the $40 billion away from Ukraine. We'll speak more about the issues concerning this particular incursion into Ukraine in the next co- uh, in the ne- in the final segment when we're doing the news that you missed this week but Rand Paul just like his father in the Iraq war is asking the questions no one wants to ask we wasted 40 billion in Afghanistan and now we're going to waste 40 billion in Iraq uh, uh 40 billion in Iraq 40 billion in Afghanistan and 40 billion for Ukraine while our cities are being gutted. Law of equivalent exchange for all you men of culture out there. I, I, it works in money too. How in the fucking world are we in this? We out here struggling, bruh. And this is what's happening. Plus inflation. You're going to have a new Marshall Plan for Ukraine. Now, within the week, or within next week, Finland is about to join NATO, saying the, the Prime Minister of Finland, female, saying, He's not stalling. He's not hitting. He's much worse. I can't. It's connected to the third segment we're going to talk about. Wow. I mean, unbelievable. Rand Paul will stick to his guns. Metaphorically, of course. But a lot of the liberals, especially a lot of them like Yasha Levine, Mark Ames, Michael Tracy, many others, Mark Curtis, are saying, where is the anti-war left, especially in the United States anymore? Nowhere to be found. All with the war. Something that John Michael Greer also stated about two and a half weeks ago, I reread it and I made a mention of it. It's happening again. And then after the tragedy took place, what happened? Western world dislocated. Let me make this clear so I'm not here to disagree with Greer. I think Greer, that's my John Michael Greer, excuse me. I'm not here to disagree with Greer. I think Greer is correct about we 
I need to have different types of futures. We need to look for different types of futures. We can't use imagination in the way that we have used imagination. We can just turn into this, use magic, all the rest of it. No, 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 no. That's not how any of this works. I get it. There could be a different future. And then he also states, this is my major problem with him. He also states that, oh, things are going to get worse, but we have to look for different futures to make it livable. I can understand that, you see. But remember, he has, he's autistic and he admitted that he's autistic. And he can't, and he processes his emotions differently. You see, what he can see very coldly and say, oh, there's different futures. For many people who don't understand that particular concept, it is an apocalypse and a doomsday. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Just, we, we, our lives are short. And this is the major disagreement I have with him. I am not saying he's wrong. Not saying that at all. What I'm saying and connected to all these things is that even if our society falls down and civilization falls backwards into barbarism, that falling into barbarism is a form of doomsday. You understand? Let me look at look at it through a let's look at it through a different lens. He said our societies died out. Our, our civilization, Western civilization died out. 1918. The culture that was the culture and all the rest of it died out in 1918. Well, we knew, right? Okay, if that was the case and a, a different future came about, you see, then there were a party. Then we partied after all of that the death and destruction that took place, but things were missing, sure. But that wasn't an apocalypse, you understand? They went into full-on degeneracy. That's a form of apocalypse. You understand what I'm saying? A form of doomsday, as it were. Then, we had the economic crash in 1929. Isn't that a form of doomsday? And the crises that took place with the with the Dust Bowl and all the rest of it. Isn't that a form of doomsday? Think, uh, listen very good, you fall into doomsday. Then all of a sudden, we had the war. Nuclear bombs flew on a, were thrown in Japan. To end the war fully between the United States, Japan, Germany, and the others. Wasn't that after the aftermath, they had to clean Europe, Japan, and other places up. Wasn't that a form of doomsday? The rebuilding process. Then we heard the stories about the Holocaust. Wasn't that a form of doomsday? Then, how are we going to prevent 1914 and 1941 from ever happening, 1939 to be exact, from ever happening again. We had multiple things happen in the 20th century. But remember, he said that the, the Western world died in, in 1918. So, wasn't that the, we go through times of 
heights and lows, but he said it ended in 14. Um, 18 in 1918. Then you aren't all millennials and Zoomers and Gen Xers in the way. Aren't we all living through the apocalypse doomsday right now? If his dear, if his statement is correct. have to understand you can be right but there are blind spots everywhere watch the blind spots folks something that Tolkien said in his books we always falter and fall short of those that came before us and we will continue to fall until the world falls dead in his stories he had a you catastrophe moment in Mount Doom I don't necessarily see that for humanity unless we can get his act together even it's possible. We'll be back with more Beyond This Earth right after this. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. We now return you to Beyond This Earth. Welcome back, Beyond This Earth. Over the hall back here, second segment. Let's talk about the bullshit that is taking place in the media right now. <laughs> and I'm just going to spend the 20 minutes that we have because we're going to have to take a where we're doing this is trying to get this as simple as, uh, as not as quickly as possible, but as singly as possible because. We got all these things going all over the place. And I think it's time to understand those things. Right now, remember I did episode eight, I'm episode eight, I'm trying to fix it. Actually it's episode nine. And I'm trying to fix it to make sure everything is all right. Now, the media, call, I mean, Carl Denninger, excuse me, Carl Denninger wrote another interesting essay on the market ticker that talked about woke stuff, but he did it in this particular sense concerning how television shapes its storylines, especially concerning with the TV series this TV series going beyond four seasons. It is extremely difficult for a show to go beyond four seasons without a change in the way the characters are done, without a change in the way the story is set, 
without a change in a lot of the other things that made the story work. What he stated ultimately is that in the basic form about why our society is fucked up, I mean, why television Hollywood is fucked up, I'll get to his, his um, thesis statement conclusion in a minute, is that woke culture, ultimately, whether if it was from the past, the present, or what they plan to do in the future, is one of the reasons why a lot of the shows fail. And then I'm just going to mention some of the things that he said on the particular essay, on the particular ticker. So let me show you how it's, let me show you what he means by it. Here's what he says. What makes a bad show? Wokeness. As a rule, once they go woke, they're broke. Woke corrupts storytelling. Woke adds nothing and only subtracts from world building, plot, and character. Woke is a magnet. Once one precept arrives, the others aren't far behind. Over time, it becomes an unwatchable mess. Here are a few examples. Masculine character who overshadows the gold power gets newer in the most insulting, insulting way possible. The 80-pound girl beats the 200-pound trained man in hand-to-hand -hand combat with no magical abilities or other explanation. When gay is someone's sole character trait and they're never wrong or face consequences for those actions. The magical Negro explains things to the white man. Men are always wrong and women's always right, no matter how much the plot suffers. All couples are either mixed race or gay or sometimes both. The white Christian man has always been the bad guy. The more inappropriate any relationship is, the more celebrated. Remember, all of these are deliberate choices. Woke and good cannot exist. The choose clash, the two clash, and the wokes always live. Wins. Okay, so why woke? After all, most people don't want the bullet points above. They want fun escapism. There's no way anyone involved with entertainment doesn't know this. As your ticket guy has always pointed numerous times, talent is high for what they know and how they do their job. If they don't entertain people, they should be fired. But we live in clown world, so we get never ending bad. Woke is a deliberate choice. Why is it made? How does hack that have their jobs? Danny makes the statement that God has given Satan the world. I don't necessarily disagree with this statement. As a Catholic, I think it's somewhat true. But Satan has is a empty show and all the rest of it. John Michael Greer might even say on the but all 
of the media is connected to the empty shell of the demons in many ways. I'm not saying they're either wrong or right because this particular radio show, despite connections and my fan base being deeply religious to a fault, and that's not a bad thing at all. A lot of them are deeply religious, some of them are not. A lot of them are. It explains a lot of things the entertainment industry refuses to accept. Jack Reacher should have been the most popular television show on TV right now. The most popular. The reason why Star Trek, the original series, last became as popular as it is is because everybody has a fault and those faults are seen regardless of color intonation or what have you the bad guys will be the bad guys it's not this 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 that blah 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 yakety smackety and a whole lot of other things as well. But he said the empty show is the one running the world. And that is basically where he states this argument. But I have maybe a more honest, still religious, but more honest reality to the situation and why we have woke culture and why we have all these things as it were i want you to listen to the shows that have been canceled and i think i can get them on top of my head if i can get them correct Dynasty ended after five seasons. That's the new Dynasty series. And ended after five seasons. Legends of Tomorrow ended after five seasons. Well, six, six seasons? I think it was four seasons. I'm not sure. Batwoman after 51 episodes ended. Um, What is the next show that is up in the list? Um... The Legends of Tomorrow. I don't know about Nancy Drew. I think Nancy Drew is staying. Roswell, New Mexico, which is a sequel series to the old Roswell, New Mexico series that was on the WB, also ended. It's going to end its run. So it's the final season of that one. They've ended taping. We'll see what happens there. The next show on the list, if I recall, Naomi only had one season. That being said, what have you. Um, the next major show that has been canceled, they don't know about Stargirl. They're not sure if it's going to stay or if it's going to move to HBO Max. And 
and all these other shows that have been set up and let go and put place on that particular uh, situation. As far as I know, on May 18th, when Discovery announces the changes that they need to be made for Warner Brothers, and what they want to do with AEW, their sporting licenses, and all the rest of it. And they make the announcement about who will be the new owner, which 90% of the people are telling me it is NetStar. NetStar being the people that are connected. There's going to be a lot of changes to the CBS own stations that were connected to UPN. There's even also an issue concerning with if Viacom is going to sell CBS to another distributor or buyer in order to offload that particular company, CBS, to a buyer. All roads are leading to one of the biggest moves in the history of this business. That is going to send shockwaves all across the entertainment industry. And people need to understand something here that it really affects what I am seeing. The CW has never been profitable for the time of its existence. It had lived six years too long. They expanded their content provisioning to Saturday and Sunday, and it didn't help them. They now want to deal with Nexstar. The deal seems, according to the trades, that it will be one half Monday to Thursday. CBS and Tom Warner Discovery will run their programming on that particular sense. They messed up on Riverdale and they do it on Sundays. That is what they're going to do. From Friday to Sunday, Next star takes over and goes from there to do what they want to do on that particular setup. Next star has also stated and they have also begun producing their own content which will air on the CW. One of the things they're going to try and do is try and push News Nation programming on the Saturdays and Sundays that they have in order to help News Nation rise. They own the former Warner Brothers at the time, the CW ones. CW state, the, the Warner Brothers, the, 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 the WB stations that used to be with Tribune. One of the things they're going to do is that they are going to try and move the station from CBS owned and operated stations to their 
Tribune owned and operated stations. So it is very possible when CBS and WB and their runs as their owners that the CW will then move from say, let's use Philadelphia for an example, channel 57 to channel 17. It will become the CW 17. And then channel 17, channel 57 will become something else all entirely, entirely. So those stations will be flipped in order to get them to be closer to the next star stations. It is very possible that NetStar takes full ownership in two years. Then the decision becomes very apparent to me that they become, they switch a lot of the news, a lot of their news there and they try to build it as a network. So what is going to happen is that NetStar, with all their collection of stations from CBS and other places, they will make a network out of that. So the CW will last two more years and then NetStar will take over after that setup. Now, after that's happened, here's the next big deal that could happen. I do expect that CBS might be sold. I did not say when, I did not say how. I said CBS, CBS Sports, CBS News, and the particular aspects of it will be sold. The one in my indication is, is that the New York Post is saying, oh, it looked like Comcast wanted to get CBS. And then there was some discussions with Zaslav and saying, maybe we could take CBS, continue the NCAA. We got some cash on. We're trying to save $3 billion, but if you can give us that and you can have some, still have some ownership in it so we can do the cost savings and pull this off. Maybe we can use CBS as a, some way to upload some of our sporting rights. So you get your money. I get my money. Everybody get money. NBA, we do new deals for NBA Finals. We'll have an A and B deal and, and, and everything. We got everything right. We got everything right. FCC may not let it happen if it does happen, but there will be something to do with CBS in its future that will give some sort of ownership to either a Comcast or a Time Warner. To off because Viacom need to offload something outside of that. I said something weeks ago. I said something weeks ago about National Football League. Only reason the National Football League has 90 of the top 100 shows on television is because y'all can't write. Didn't I say this? I said it. Guess what? Danager now has said, once you put woke, you're done. Once you write in a woke context, you're done. Gave the examples of a woke context, you're done. Doesn't matter if it lasts a few years after that, this, 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 and the others. 
Once you put that in, you're done. The deeper reason for that in the future, I will explain that in other places. Because this is not the place to explain it here. But let me make this very clear and give you a simple reason on why we are here. The reason why you are all here is because the audience of these particular shows and these particular franchises are mismatched in ways that you cannot possibly predict. The fundamental thing is, is that none of these writers give a damn about the people they're writing for or the people they need to write to. Don't. But the audience refuses to extricate itself from those particular types of shows because either these shows are promoting certain things that are emotionally connected in many bad ways to the way they wish to see themselves as representation without ownership representation without knowledge and understanding of what that representation actually means. Representation just to make someone feel better about their situation that some of them have may have put themselves into. A lot of things that you have to think about. But I have said this again and again and again. Half of the reason why we are we have woke culture is that that representation thing. Also, a lot of you don't watch the things that could make certain things in your life do better, or at least not be so much offended by when you don't see where you're and all the rest of it. And then you don't do things that is that not necessarily fit your lifestyle, not necessarily offend you or what have you, but at least goes into the sense that says, this feels right. This fits the way the world fits for me. This, this is the way the world, world should work. It's working in, in real life, so it should work in this particular aspect too. You come here, you say you're Christians today, you don't necessarily support the Christian channels in particular. You say you're conservative, this is any other thing, but you complain about Disney and all these other things. I know entertainment takes a long time to finish and get right. Look, I'm not a fan so much of O'Keefe's work with O'Keefe is not a bad talent or anything. I'm not a fan of his whole song and dance thing. That's a bit off-putting to me. But for a lot of other people who've been disaffected by what Disney's done, by what, what Broadway has done, it might be somewhat of a breath of fresh air. I'm not against that. One other thing that differentiates these woke shows from others that are popular in certain places, when we're talking about comic books in particular, they didn't allow Peter Parker to grow up. They reluctantly gave children to Batman and Superman. Others, side characters from each of the different um, 
comic books have children, some don't, some do. It's just a mismatch. But with certain mangas, certain anime, especially those from the 1990s, all the main heroes all have kids at one form or another, with the exception of Ash, and the other exception being Luffy from One Piece, as of this particular moment. Then we have those from the 2000s, who are starting relationships, who are starting to have children, this, that, and the other. They do not allow, especially in Western world, especially with the heroes of the Western world, they do not allow children to get into the whole thing. You understand? They do not allow these heroes to grow up. They don't. And especially with the way manga starts and ends and all the rest of these things, you don't want... With comic books, it's much more difficult. I don't know why. After they've seen success, after success of family structures and all the rest of it, I don't know why. And then there's one thing about the whole magical Negro, the white Christian man is evil, that sort of thing. And the father, uncle, and all the rest of it in certain ca in certain comedic settings is seen to be as the dumbass and all the rest of it. And a woman is never wrong. Or the woman is a woman is too sly for his antics, as it were. Where can we find, or when will these writers in this business find a way to write men as men regardless of race? Not to have magical powers to tell white guys how to behave, not to tell, since they're in the business, woke people are in the business of saying we can't tell how black people should behave, and that's racist. What about on the other side of the argument? Hmm? How about all men being treated with some respect for what they are and not who they became not uh, uh, for who they are as men and what they should do as a man in certain situations and sometimes they fail and sometimes they succeed and a lot of times it's just normal shit can't write that because a lot of the writers have never experienced these types of things. A lot of the writers in Hollywood are disconnected from their even their own lives. And that is why woke becomes effective to overemphasize the issues they can never overcome. And then they come up and say, oh, it's black language, it's black this, this, that, and the other. It's none of that. We know where it comes from. It's been built over 50 years. 
It's nothing to do with African-American community or the civil rights movement in the past or any such movements of the past, present, and future. Just been co-opted. It is what it is. Communism writ large. That's all it has ever been. So you got to see it in that particular sense. It's communism writ large. It is the empty show of communism, which is linked to the whole thing of the empty show of the devil. He's right in many ways, but not in the way that he thinks it, it is. But it is the empty show. Half of it can be solved by the audience that is being dissed by to go and find other particular entertainment that works for them. And here's something to end this and to wrap this around in a little bow before I tell you what's going to happen in a few weeks because I know I'm running a little long. A lot of these writers should be writing for pornography or should be at least in some sort of sense, but it is, and I especially say this in, in honesty, and it's really, really fucked up and it really said in the end of the day. One of the things that Woke also destroyed is the inability of these writers because they should be running for porn and they can't even do that. And I'll explain a little bit is the inability of these writers to allow certain characters to be shipped through osmosis or what have you and have that ship work and allow that ship to take place and allow that ship uh, allow that relationship to be holistic in its ups downs disappointments and successes they can't even do that. The inability, heterosexual or homosexual, that have developed characters. There are not one note and not the note of their sexual preference as it were. They can't even do pornography. Just to explain this thing so you understand where BAP is going towards because they hate the human body. Think about that deeply. They hate the human body. They hate their own bodies in certain ways. When you can even accept that on that basic premise, no wonder when they can't do pornography because they hate the body, and all the rest of it, and then we know the issues with pornography and the way it treats his actors. Then you do halfway shit 
in the mainstream side of the business and then it is all put into those who don't want to even see that so you write in a pornographic way but you don't do pornography and then when you go into the mainstream side of the business which they have been using pornography as a scare tactic Then when you write in that way with one or certain characters in those particular situations, then everybody's shocked that your story don't work. You see the empty show that Denninger's been talking about? I'm not a man of censorship. We're seeing it now with 200 mules and the way Fox News and others can't even air that particular thing. And then if it's aired, it's it's placed in a certain place that it can't be done. All these other things. But there has to be a reconciliation with writers, the board, with the entertainment industry, with its fans, with ad agencies and all the rest of it. So everybody can make money and everybody can get the chance to succeed into where you need to go and what is needed on the onset what one can do and what can't do and if that can't be done then we go to places where it can be done not censorship the reality of the situation at hand we can't even have that discussion because a lot of the writers don't have the ability to accept the book to accept it and now it has to be done in ways that will have to destroy the old structure in order for the new structure to take place a lot of people don't want to see that but it has to happen we'll explain in the future in the upcoming episode of the season finale I will mention something about that up that upfront that discovery will do. I am going to lay out bullet points. I will not explain all of it, but I will mention most of the bullet points there. On May 18th of this year will be the beginning of the end of what we considered somewhat as wokeness culture in the sense of the way discovery thinks of wokeness culture. It is the beginning of the end of that. 
what is also going to take place it is the beginning of the end of the media using drama using woke this and all the rest of it as their main source of audience building they will begin the move to something very close to what they do with the Spanish television stations, television, and Telemundo. Univision and Telemundo. We're going to see that move really soon. It is not going to be pretty. A lot of people are going to get mad. There is, there is going to be a move to reality-based TV on an enormous scale across major stations. This is the beginning of the end of the modern day since 1987 industry that we have all been witness to. It is that beginning of the end and it will fully collapse in 2024 now what happens after that we don't know one of the things you need to be watching watch what they are going to start bringing in 2023 to tv begin preparing it is not going to be pretty if the nfl has another season like they did before Watch out for it. We'll be back. We're after this on Beyond This Earth. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. We now return you to Beyond This Earth. Some things happened a couple of weeks, a couple of days ago with Fuentes and others of America First and others. And, they, and things started to come out to light about Nick Fuentes and certain things about how he sets up his company his sites and all the rest of it and a lot of people weren't all funny a lot of people said oh this is fine blah 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 what what have you um mr fuentes has a myriad of talents and those talents can should have been used in a in in a, in a fashion that could have helped right wing to get into a place where they could affect the way how culture the rest of the culture is being viewed at viewed as but it seems that there are too many things very spurious about certain dealings that Mr. Fuentes have gotten into and a lot of his connections were called out for what they were. 
And <clears throat> while it is di deeply disappointing because this man is truly talented and I see him as a talent that if he grows up a little bit, there can be a future for him. But with the way things have been shown, especially with Project Veritas and all these other things, and Razor Fist also mentioned this again and again and again about certain aspects of the government right now. It's not a pretty sight to be linked like that. Not a pretty sight to even be closely connected in that particular situation. It's not pretty. And what also happened within the last couple of days is a very sad breakup between Lev, who's one of the hosts of Breaking the Rules, and Gio, who was pretty much snuffed out of a recent argument concerning, again, this issue with the incursion by Russia into Ukrainian territory. And Gio decided to leave. He didn't want to deal with it anymore, and he wasn't going to be a contributor to breaking the rules and breaking the rules had some fascinating episodes recently that i am going to listen to and have some opinions about it in the future but unfortunately right now i don't know what is going to happen if we're going to try to get something done or whatnot i don't know as i am watching all of this and Thinking about all these things that have happened with Ralph, with Fuentes, with many other particular people that got started off from the whole issue concerning uh, Gamergate and the rest. I began to think about certain things about E4, about E4, E celebrity and whatnot. And one of the biggest problems I'm having with the celebs as a whole is the inability to accept the fact that you can't be doing the things they be doing, can't be stooping down to certain people's levels in order to prove a point. I think one of the reasons why I made the show the way it is and not do so much EBS like others have done is that we tried to focus on the certain things that have gone wrong in this world and how humanity continues to mess up and what other chances do we have in fixing these issues if they can be fixed or if they cannot be fixed how and if it reaches to the point of extinction level how do we serve, how do we come down easy enough so that the harshness of our of humanity's end 
can be seen more as a blessing than something of sadness. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is not this is not black pill. It is about acceptance of the reality that a lot of these problems may not ever be solved and that we have to come to terms with the fact that ultimately we have to let let it go. Maybe, I'm not saying it will happen, but ultimately we may have to let it go if it is going to destroy what is humanity or what or what we consider ourselves or what we consider our these particular things it is better to let it go and let it die and if we survive something else will come better will come different if we don't let us die with dignity you know what i'm trying to get at none of these people are ready for that none of them are and that's the difference between my show and this we try to showcase hope. We try not to be black pill about these things, but we're going to be truthful. We may not make it. I always come up and say we may not make it. And even this new series, we have a little bit of hope if we are willing to do the work. But if we don't, we have to be ready to pass on indignity. If we're not even ready to do that, then we're just then we're just going to fuck it up. That's what this is. And a lot of you people are not even ready for that type of discussion concerning death and all the rest of it. I'm gonna say something that I will try to expand in the future. Maybe next season. Maybe it's connected to what the project I was doing concerning with the rational male, Positive masculinity and religion when we were doing those reviews about a cup about last season And I was going to do a project and we were going to set it up and it's still in the process of being doing that I'll explain everything in a minute in the next segment But I think those of you in Norse mythology know about the story about Odin and his absolutely unforgivable actions Towards, I think her name is Reen or Ren. I think that's her name. It what her name is, right? And the birth of Vali from the actions that Odin took and Odin's connections to the wild men of the West. There is a concept that does not exist in a lot of cultures that exist in Anglo-Saxon cultures and all of that, it is the acceptance of death. It is the acceptance that people are going to die. And Western culture has moved away from that. Especially when it concerns Odin and the rest and that particular, uh, and the particular topic surrounding him. And in that particular top of the Norse Edda, that action caused Odin to be separated from Jogenheim 
and to be one with the earth as the wild man of the forest. There is something that was said by Michael Citor, who is connected to Austin Kupperpot of the Astrology Podcast. Don't want to get it too far into it. He's been working with him for three years, and he recently posted it, and he's going to be speaking on Michael Tessarian uh, uh, on Slave Podcast in the next couple of days. If you are a member, you should read up on him and listen to that particular episode. But he states in the fact that in the connection with Tessarian's work that Odin is divine spirit and divine spirit, womanhood as humanity and choice being the son, the divine spirit comes in and does the action to give choice to humanity. It is much, much deeper than you can possibly imagine, especially what we're going through right now with the protests going on all over the country. What is happening with the e-celebs? is that the reality of the situation is at hand. Gamergate was a psyop, you were all played. Now, what are you going to do that you were all played? By the three major corporations who were hiding dark secrets in each of their particular gaming companies. FIFA has left EA the Western industry is going to collapse the day they leave. Did you not get that? Or you just bullshitting? You were all placed since 2016, bruh. You were going, you had to transition from Western work to the Japanese side of things. It, it was over. The Japanese created the first great superstar project with Space Invaders. It was created by a Japanese guy. The Japanese rebuilt the video game industry with Nintendo, whether you like it or not. Sega, which was once an American company that went into Japanese hands, broke the power structures of Nintendo. And it was a fight. Sony came in and broke the censorship structure of Nintendo. Microsoft didn't has not done shit in the last several years except buy all the westernized co companies and put them all together in that bullshit. And now with the Saudis trying to get in this and all these other companies trying to get in that, China's future in, in the, is not certain in the video game industry. They might li live, but they might not survive. They might not be in the video game industry for much longer.
And then y'all got played by the same industry that worked with the DOD with these video games, especially Call of Duty and all the rest of it. You didn't think they picked up on certain other things as well? Or you just bullshitting? You know what this is, bruh. Stop playing! You know who helped all y'all. Now it seems for what it is, you refuse to accept the fact that they were moving towards the Japanese side of the business. They refused to accept the fact that the, 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 those who were in the video game, they refused to accept the fact they were moving towards that side once again. Once again. They had to defeat them once again. Just like they did in the auto industry, got to do it once again. And then after all that is said and done, they're still going to lose. Cyber agent cyber connect keep playing no fifa no sale one last thing since we're getting longer and longer I don't like the way breaking the rules handled Geo situation and didn't allow Geo to speak his piece, especially when that information can be verified from Mark Ames, Julevin, uh, Mr. Tracy, Mark Curtis on the left, and a whole slew of others on the right can verify this information. But dude went like, eh, don't worry about it, agent. Don't, don't worry about it. You, you, come on, man. You full shit. But everything can be re can be researched and resourced. Even Peter Zeland said that the oligarchs did the did the spin move on Russia. What is wrong with you? You're gonna let Geo go? You full shit, man. That's that's Especially on verified information? Actual verified information, not the bullshit that they do on scopes and all the rest of it that y'all so hate. Come on, man. You won't allow him to speak. Well, it's not connected to this. Yes, it is. Come on, Jake Tan telling you this? Go to the internet and see for what it is. They tell you. Oh, um, we're not gonna talk about it, Jill. We already we did. We ain't gonna get Bad move. Bad move. Y'all got a lot to learn of how to handle information and how to respect people, you know, how to treat people with dignity. A lot to learn. We'll be back after this with Beyond This Earth right after this. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages.
Welcome back to Beyond This Earth. This is Nova Harback. Here are the news that you miss from last week. At least nine people were killed in an explosion on a five-star hotel in Havana, Cuba last Friday. Per state media, officials said it was most likely the cause was a gas leak. 50 or more civilians were rescued from the Asphalt Steel Plant, which is Ukraine's last foothold in the strategic park of Mariupol. Movie theaters aren't dead. Cinema reported first quarter sales that were 4% higher, four times higher than last year earlier. A $325 million yacht belonging to the sanctioned former Russian politician Suleiman Karlov was seized in Fiji, U.S. officials say. The House has set up salary for, for congressional staffers, $45,000 a year. A consortium from American Top Bowling, the part owner of the LA Dodgers, agreed to buy Chelsea FC from Roman Abavanovic for about $4.9 billion. Jared Kushner's private equity fund reportedly plans to invest some of the $2 billion provided by Saudi Arabia into Israeli startups, signaling federal relations between the two nations. Bitcoin continued to fall over the weekend and is now almost 50% of its all-time high. Bono and the Edge performed a set in Kyiv subway station. EV subsidies in the U.S. are now maximizing common benefits per an analysis from the Wisconsin Center. Volkswagen, along with several other partners, will invest $10.0 billion in EV and battery production in Spain. Pacama, which produces AI to verify nature-based carbon credits, raised a $55 million Series B. Then it could look different in the next 100 years. Yeah, right. We're still going to have meat and potatoes and all the rest of it. On Russia's victory day, President Vladimir Putin did not announce an escalation of the war, nor he declared victory. Biden's people teaming up with internet providers, including Verizon and AT&T, to help low-income Americans to gain high Speed internet. Fernand Marcos Jr., son of the violent former dictator Fernand Marcos Sr., coasted the victory in the presidential election in the Philippines. Ukraine is rebuilding cities as fast as Russia is destroying them. Coinbase shares fell 15% after hours when it reported 27% lower revenue in the first quarter than a year ago. U.S. gun homicides rose another 35% in 2022, its highest level in more than 25 years, according to the CDC. Celebrity chef Mauro Balotelli was acquitted on sexual misconduct in the end of a speedy trial. Los Angeles told residents they can't water their lawn more than two days a week down for the current crop of three due to the drought. Hedge fund billionaire Ken Griffin paid $8 million for a seat at a Blue Origin fight in space in a charity auction. He'll be donating the seat to a New York City teacher. The White House announced that more than 20 ISPs are on board in providing $30 high-speed internet plans for low-income households. Samsung is facing investor pressure due to its reluctance to match environmental commitments made by peers such as Apple and TSMC. Hugging Face, an open source AI startup, raised a $100 million Series C. Apple's director of machine learning reportedly stepped down due to the company's return to work policy, 
He's not the only one who may be upset that the company's mandate to worker return to the office at least once a week. Prominent Al Jazeera journalist Shirin Abu Akla was shot and killed while covering an Israeli raid in the West Bank city of Jenin. The media outlet and reporters witnessed the scene said Israeli forces shot Abu Akla, while Israel's defense minister said he did not know who was responsible. Google unveiled its first smartwatch, the Pixel Watch, as well as a, hunt, a branch of new and upgraded gadgets. Cleaner air is associated with a rise in Atlantic hurricanes, a government report found. Manhattan office update, just 8% of office workers are back at the office five times a week. 20% are now fully remote. Red Strike, the long shot Kentucky Derby winner, it will be passing on the Preakness Stakes. Congressional Democrats ask social media companies to preserve content depicting alleged war crimes posted on platforms. North Korea reported its first COVID outbreak since the beginning of the pandemic as one of two countries that hasn't vaccinated any of its citizens. Manhattan apartment rents hit a record high for the third straight year, third straight month in April. Austin Solar is the small mysterious solar company that sparked the Commerce Department investigation that has grounded U.S. solar to a complete halt. Clearview AI has agreed not to sell its facial recognition tech to most private organizations in the U.S., though it may still sell to state and federal agencies. Tesla paused most of its Shanghai manufacturing operations due to difficulty sourcing EV parts. Intel announced an AI-focused chip, a.k.a. an NVIDIA competitor. And Google I.O. happened over the last two days. So they have a bunch of announcements, plus that announcement concerning with the Pixel Watch. Dang, well, that is the news that you have missed this week. 22nd Century will be coming either this week or next week, depending on what happens on Saturday. If it if better things happen on Saturday, it will be next week. I bet you will be next week. I won't have the day. I will have time to do the research, all the rest of it. But if something doesn't work out on Saturday, on the Saturday after that I'm doing this recording, then it will be then it will be two weeks from now because I need to get time to make sure I can do all the things and and have it all there. So, 22nd Century will have more of the space news that we all want to talk about and discuss. Uh, we're focusing on the James Webb UFOs and Mars, and it will be pretty much short, just interesting, and some pretty much some interesting data points. And then one final note about where we're headed as a species if we are going to survive the next 10 years. Maybe we don't have that long to go, but we'll see what happens if we can make it to the 22nd century. In two weeks or three weeks from now will be the season finale. We're going to go through what happened all throughout this season, the changes that have come, all the rest of it that have taken place. 
what we plan to do in the future and a whole lot more season four will be a little bit different than season three and the reason why hopefully interviews that we will tell you more about that as the new season starts i am not going to do any more tapings and uh, the tape i'm i'm having the hard date the hard date is june if we don't get it through june then there will be a problem but we'll it will be by before june or right at june the week of june the week that june starts so folks we are done we're two to three weeks away from the season finale and i hope you guys learn something and learn something next week or two weeks from now when we do the 22nd century this is beyond this earth nova baller back here holler back here we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Radio Republic. Now, yeah, we are on Stitcher. And soon on Stereo with the interviews. We will soon be there on Spotify Live and on Clubhouse wherever you get your radio shows we'll see you guys in two to three weeks because the special the 22nd century will be next or two weeks from now until then we'll see you guys in a couple weeks for the season finale of this earth Beyond This Earth is a Garo Gothic production.